johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. 1-800-209-1670. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. edition of Sports Insider Radio. You might need to check out sportsinsiderradio.com. Brian Blessing in Las Vegas. The boys about to jump on board. Gorgeous day here in Las Vegas. Oh boy, toasty. We're going to hit that 100 degree mark today. Sounds like a plan to me. Let's see what's shaking back in Baltimore. See how the fellas are doing. John and Mike. Hi guys, how's it going? It's definitely not 100 degrees or toasty here, that's for sure. What's the temperature? Uh, let me see here. It's about uh, 51 degrees and raining. Well, is that normal for this time of year? Uh, you know, it's funny. I don't think so, actually. But it's uh, keeping people inside, so I don't know. You know, I could, that's, that's a whole other story. But uh, Mike was just actually took a uh, – well, I'll let Mike tell you where he's been the last week. Hey, Brian. How you hey, doing? Hey, buddy. How you doing, man? We're shaking. Yeah, so I decided uh, a good friend of mine had a beach house about six hours away. It's called Outer Banks, North Carolina. So they opened the island to part-time residents, so it allowed us to pass two checkpoints. I felt like I was, you know, trying to cross the Berlin Wall. 
And uh, <laughs> so we got through. We had the passes. You know, it's funny. Like, the, the cops wouldn't even allow you to open the window. To Basically, they had to look through the window to see if the pass was real because we got in a little late at night. But so got to the two checkpoints, got on the island, was able to spend, you know, four days on the beach, very quiet. It's, it's not like uh, – it's not a big tourist attraction. It's mostly – just beach houses, so it was very quiet, practice social distancing, and um, you know what, though? I want to bring this up, and I know we, we do a little bit political in here, but the farther south you go, the less that they believe in the actual coronavirus. I mean, most of the locals are not wearing masks. Most of the locals are congregating close to each other like it just doesn't exist. And, and they look at me when I walk into the bagel shop, to get a bagel, and I have the mask on, I have the gloves on, I'm keeping distancing from everyone, and they're like, look at me like I'm this crazy person. While, you know, for the last month and a half, while I'm back home in, in Baltimore, I, if I see anybody, you know, inside without a mask on, I'm like, hey, they, these people must, like, not watch the news, but they're crazy. So it, it's just funny, the perspective, when you travel further south, how they just truly just don't even take it seriously. Yeah, I don't know. One day to the next, bud, right? We, you know, one step at a time. We'll, we'll see how it's all shaking. But in, in your neck of the woods, I guess in in Maryland, how, how what's the overriding train of thought in terms of you know finding a way to, to reopen? What what's the update? Nah, there? we're we're gonna no, we're 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 um, our governor is like the strictest governor. We're we're averaging about a thousand to eleven hundred new cases daily. There's no pullback. You know, the, everybody's – and, again, you know, Mike is a little more, um, how can I say, diplomatic than me. I could care less. You know, I don't care if clients are listening to this or potential clients are listening to this, and it keeps them from using our product or our service. I, I could care less. The, I'm very passionate about this, That the and I don't – it's not even – it's just if you look at the science, you know, it was a funny. A guy went on Twitter, and he basically said – if you want to go out without a mask, if you don't want to socially distance, instead of getting a fine from a police officer, they should put a note on your license so that when you do get it and you do get sick, you don't get to get you don't get to get treated at the hospital. Because look, the reality is is that I keep saying the same thing. I want games to come back. I stayed up till one uh, thirty in the morning. I watched the first uh, crack on ESPN, which was, uh, you know, for you guys in Vegas, it's great. It's 10 o'clock baseball. Um, I don't know if you watched any of the Korean baseball. It's interesting. You can actually end the games like soccer in a tie. It doesn't go past 12 innings. Um, and we can talk about that a little bit. But, uh, you know, the ESPN signed a contract with Korean baseball. And, yes, there is, I, I would so go so far to say there's an illusion that things are coming back. But as, as an owner, a sports information provider to the masses, I, they can have UFC. They can have horse racing. They can have Korean baseball. The reality is you can't make people bet it, and you can't make people subscribe to pay for it because the limits are so low that it's not worth them actually subscribing. And so what we need is we need U.S. sports. We need that Grapefruit League. We, we need MLB to come back by 4th of July. I don't care if somebody wants to tell me that, the, that there's UFC this weekend. Meaningless. I don't care if somebody wants to tell me that there's golf the following weekend meaningless as a business owner it's meaningless because my i literally 
and Mike deal with thousands of gamblers a year. The amount of money that we invest and pay professional syndicates to provide us with the information cannot be recouped selling the product to 10 people. In an average NFL Sunday, we have between 1,100 to 2,500 subscribers purchasing sports information advice. So, like, to keep it real from the business point of view, because we're not going to, you know, we're not an essential business. Yes, we can work from our houses. Fundamentally, yes, if I have five guys that purchase golf, great. If I have five guys that purchase NASCAR, great. If I have five guys that purchase Korean baseball, Great, it, but is that going to make it worthwhile for me as a non-handicapper paying the sources and the system providers and the guys that run the computers? Is it worth it for me to pay some guy $30,000 for Korean baseball to have five people subscribe for $99? It doesn't really make sense. So that's my little rant is that I'm, I, 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 when I watched the Korean baseball, I was excited to watch it. It was nice to watch it. Um, but hopefully the MLB is watching that and they're going to use it as a model for what we can do here because we all know now that there's going to be no fans. We want we want U.S. sports to come back with an absence of fans, and we hope that the states that don't open up too soon, because they are opening up too soon, we hope that the cases don't increase because then what you have is you have a relock. It almost becomes like a tease, Brian. I mean, I was looking at the and again, I'll, I'll let everybody speak in a second, but, you know, you, nobody's walking into a casino ever unless they're going to walk through a... A, uh, a guard like they do in the Middle East, and instead of checking for weapons, they're going to check your temperature. It is going to be very hard. The, 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 the idea that people are going to move freely and walk from Caesar's Palace and walk out and go up the escalator and go over to the Mirage, those days are over. They're over. They're not coming back. So the question is, how much... Um, in, how much is it going to be an inconvenience? How much? Uh, look, I, I, how willing is someone to be inconvenienced to play blackjack, to play craps? The sports is not an issue. When the sports comes back, everybody can bet from the apps on their phone. Thank goodness, everybody can bet from the convenience of their own home. Thank goodness. But I mean, again. Are you going to walk into a casino because you love to play blackjack or you love to play poker? Um, and are you going to sit in a table, six, you know, these wide tables where you have, you know, it looks like a conference table and everybody's six feet apart and throwing the cards into the middle? I mean, this, I'm done with my rant, but you, you see where I'm going with this. No, no doubt. And, and it's going to be so intriguing uh, to see what all the leagues are going to do here in, in sports without fans is a certainty here in the short term. Initially, right, correct. And I, you guys, Mike, you got to take on the first week of the NFL, like their schedule release is what coming tomorrow. Is that right? Is that tomorrow? What's today's date? I'm losing my marbles. The sixth. The sixth. Oh no, it's the ninth. Right? Is that when they're doing it? Uh, anyway, uh, when the right. NFL schedule comes out, uh, what's your best guess in terms of fans at football games? How many? Well, if at all, I don't. No, they're not just going to do partial. Uh, what they're going to do is. They're just assuming. Right now, I know, what, what I saw is they're, they scheduled a contingency plan that in case there's no season, which they're expecting for the season, that the fans would get a full refund. But at the end of the day, 
until, and we've been talking about this week after week, it's not going to change. There's no way they're going to have 60, 70, 80,000 fans sitting in a stadium week after week, walking in in crowds. Because you've got to remember, yeah, you might not be around that many people when you're sitting in your seat, but getting to the seat, you're in crowds. Getting into the stadium, you're in crowds. Walking up to the stadium, thousands and thousands of people. I mean, that is a cesspool for the, for the actual buyers to thrive. So I don't see how concerts, how big gatherings, sporting events, anything of that nature will be even allowed until we get an actual vaccine out there. And until that happens, they're going to play sports. They're going to figure out a way, just like they're playing Korean baseball, just like they've already it's all going to be a domino effect. Once they see a model that works, they're going to figure it out because these players want to play. They don't want to sit at home, waste seasons. It's not even a couple months. I mean, now we're getting into the next possible season. Because remember, a month ago we were talking about maybe the NBA would come back. We haven't even heard anything about the NBA actually coming back. Now, I know they started practicing this week, but I think it's just like the domino effect happened in the beginning of March where – you know, going into February, we thought everything was going to be normal, even though we heard reports. And then as soon as one league went out, and, you know, I mean, it all started with the Jazz, with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert getting the virus. And then within minutes, NHL canceled. Then all these conference tournaments canceled. So it was, I think it's going to be the same. Again, this is just my opinion. I think it's going to be the same coming back. Once they see an established league, whether it's MLB, whether it's NBA, have a model that works, everybody else is going to follow in those footsteps. So with football, I really want to see other sports, uh, not baseball, I mean, not, uh, not golf. I'm talking about an actual team sports of traveling where it's a lot of guys in a stadium where how they're going to play it. So if baseball can create a model that works, I think all the other leagues are going to play off of that because by that point, you know, they're going to figure it out. As long as they can have mass testing and they can test these players day in and day out and they can control them to an extent, they're going to figure out a way to play. I mean, it's, that's the bottom line. Now, again, weeks ahead, things could change. You know, we could get another spike. Everybody's got an opinion, but nobody has a real solution yet. Otherwise, it would already be out there. But, you know, they're, they're going to play. That's what they're saying with MLB. They're going to start July 4th, which is still, you know, a month, almost two months away. So I'm just hoping, like I said, for now, people actually take it seriously and stay home and do the best they can with social distancing and flatten the curve so then they could actually come to, you know, reopening the country, not even sports. I know this is a sports talk show and we, you know, we want to talk about the betting angle, but at the end of the day, we just want the comp- I mean, the actual economy to start producing again and a huge part of the economy is sports. So, listen, at the and, end of the day, and, that's and, all I want. And, and look, you're a grandfather. You're also a father, Brian. I have a uh, high schooler and a middle schooler. Wait, I, I, was, so, I was just going to say, uh, if I'm one, I sure as hell better be the other. But go ahead. Exactly. So as a, as, a father of a, as a father of a high schooler and a middle schooler. Hello. It, tell and, me. One, and one of them's a young lady. Right. Yeah. Tell the, me. The, the boy is, you know, he started hanging around with you, and, and that's cool. I mean, he, he, are you he, are you he, are you ready? Are you ready for guys to start knocking on your door? 
I'm ready for him to start like winning fantasy tournaments this year for me. He's going to be like See, my Mike, inside shadow guy. Mike, see how he changed the subject there? So right. uh, uh, I don't even want to think about that. Listen, so, but here, here, here's what I do. Here's what's interesting. So I, I have the same. I've been doing this for 33 years, for th- going on 34 years. So obviously, if the U.S. sports start. I can, you know, we, we've made arrangements. We're all working remotely right now, and we can deal with our clients. We can take the calls. We can deal with our sources that we never met in person. You know, most of it was through the through the phone anyway with phone conferences. We were doing all that because, you know, beside me flying back and forth to Vegas, everybody else is all around the country. So the, the, the question is, how do you open up the countries? Is the countries defined by when sports start, or is it defined when my kids go back to school? Because... I'm in a, in a in a in a business that once they run sports, I'm watching Will Rogers race two getting ready to start. I can do that, but how's the average client that's purchasing our information in betting going to even have the time to consider betting when they're sitting there homeschooling their kids at home? So I mean, you're, I'm looking at this as a whole. Like you got to get the schools to go back. That's the first tell. When you know, obviously, we hope. Before September, we get baseball back. They're talking about baseball. Just to clarify what Mike said, it's nobody from the MLB has actually said. They're saying they're hoping there's going to be MLB by 4th of July. I would like to talk about what you can bet on now, which is Korean baseball. And just ask you, Brian, did you actually watch um, any of the broadcast games um, on ESPN? Uh, Two nights ago, I happened to go outside on the patio put the computer on for a couple things check social media oh okay i put it on mm, i watched it was a long at bat guy fouled off a bunch i watched two mm-hmm. at two at bats the guy hit a double off the wall the guy almost impaled himself on the wall trying to catch it and uh you went inside and watched 30 rock <laughs> Or something so, else. I, I watched. I watched a half an inning. Right. So, what what did you think about the half an inning that you watched? Uh, well, I mean, the game no, I watched. No, there was no, an American pitcher, an American no, hitter. No, was it? No. Well, there, there, well, the, the the bottom half that I, I actually I was I misspoke. I wasn't like lying, but uh, I I did. I watched that at bat, and then I did watch. The bottom, the beginning, the first five pitches of the bottom half of the next inning, because there's a Vegas kid, a kid actually, uh, Nick Kingham, uh, Kenny White, Kenny White, and I actually coached high school basketball for a year. Got it. And uh, Nick Kingham, who pitched for the Pirates and now is a pitcher over there, was actually on the the high school basketball team we coached, so we we knew knew him as a kid. So I I I, I watched the bottom half of the next inning to see if he was pitching, and I think he may have pitched last night. Um, and, and it wasn't him, so I watched the cut. And I watched this guy, the American guy. He he couldn't throw it over the plate. And I'm like, yeah, I've seen enough. But that being said, if this were to really be, you know, the only game in town for an elongated period of time, I would imagine, and, and maybe I should just flat out be doing it now, say, hey, look, okay, watch this. You know, can I find an edge? Um, the reality is the sports apps here in town are just starting to reopen. So there's really not a whole heck of a lot you, you could have done about it anyway. But uh, I know the Superbook's opening their app tomorrow. So I, I guess once it's in front of you and you can bet on it, I'd probably be more compelled to watch it. 
I'm not. Oh, watch, well, I mean, I'm not watching it as a source of entertainment. Let me tell you that. Right, and for you, I mean, I'm watching it at one thirty-two in the morning because I was like, I gotta watch this and see what's going on. But uh, you know, it was interesting. You know, I went through. Well, I mean, the I mean first but day. honestly, Mar- uh, you know, listen. I mean, let's cut to the taste uh, to the chase here. You know, John. I mean, you're sitting there going, "Hey, wait a minute. This is you know, people are starved for this. You're running a business, and you're right. you're going to start doing your homework on this. And yep. in in hey, listen. Uh, maybe we you know, we're doing a little homework here, a little due diligence. We're we're figuring some things out, and you can once you've got the belief. Hey, I'm for I'm forming an educated opinion, and there's a way to approach this. I mean, you know, you got a business to run. Absolutely. And from a betting point of view, you know, again, it's really a function of it'll be interesting to see what the limits are on the apps. A lot of the uh, faraway places, the limits are very low, um, which is, you know, because I, I bet five games so far, but, you know, I mean, literally, you, you're limited to like $100 because they can't get the volume down. And it's insane. Like, who's going to sit up and three in the morning New York time to bet a game for a hundred dollars um you know so you know uh, you know what I like about the Korean League versus for people that are listening the Korean League is like I think a 10 uh, eight or a 10 team league where the Taiwan League the CPBL the Chinese Professional Baseball League is only four teams so I mean it's kind of insane you're constantly it's rematch over rematch over rematch betting the same team Rakuten Monkeys against et cetera, et cetera. it's like you have this revolving door of four teams so when you think about how many baseball teams we have in the United States and you're talking about Taiwan and you're talking about four teams the whole league <laughs> and then you're talking about uh, Korea eight or ten teams the whole league you know it, it, you get numb to playing the same matchups it's like a three-game series but imagine a three-game series the entire season so the line makers are actually pretty good at making the odds so for you listeners out there I haven't seen much of an edge like a lot of these totals they're hitting the number they make them 14, final score 9 to 3. Make them 12, final score 12. I mean, so you're it's very easy when you don't when you have the same teams playing each other over and over again for the line maker to make a harder line and then you have with that also the 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 limits being so low, you know, Again, you're betting because you like it. You're betting for entertainment, but I've never been an entertainment better. I'm a better when I'm looking for an edge, as we, we talked about. So, you know, these are the things that a lot of people don't really understand. They just log into their offshore account or they log into their app when it opens and they see some teams and they're excited that they can bet on something. But again, I'm watching TVG right now. We can bet. So, again, what we've, what we, what, 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 what it really says to me regarding the horses just to deviate for a second is how hard it is to get the sports bettors interested because don't get me wrong brian we're emailing our sports betting clients we're telling them we have access to horse information they just don't uh, i don't want to say they don't care they just don't respond they're not interested they want to wait for u.s sports as in real not saying that horse racing isn't real sports but what's your take on that you're a horseman i'm a, i'm a horseman you know i love horses now i'm like i love watching it even if i'm not betting it mike we know we can't keep him out of the racetrack uh what's your take on the fact that from a, someone running a business like i am putting out the message that hey we have horse information if you want it to see so few people actually respond what's your take on that well not to diminish you know the people you're trying to reach that are being attracted to it uh 
you know, we'll see if you keep swinging at it how that may end up working out. I will tell you this. They had $41 million in handle on Saturday's Oakland Park Racing. It was a record handle. Now, that was it's good news for the sport. It was bad news for Oakland because they had no fans there, and instead of getting 18 to $0.26 cents on every dollar wagered with exotics, exactus triples and such, uh, they were only getting the simulcast percentage, which can mm-hmm. range from, I, I, you know, it used to be 3%. I'd imagine it's a little <coughs> higher now. But, you know, probably something from the 5 to 7% range. So the, the track, obviously, you know, it was a big day for them. But the big money opportunity on the big day, they got clubbed. But $41 million in handle tells you that there were people watching this. Uh, yes, the, the hardcore horse fans are watching it. But I think it's it's readily apparent that sports betters, and I've seen on social media some guys that have never, never even mentioned a horse race in their life are sitting there give, tweeting out stuff on Will Rogers. Oh, yeah, like Will Rogers, uh, number five in the fourth. I'm like, well, you're looking at this stuff. But so to, to the point where I think on the back end of this, horse racing will be a small if there can be such a thing, a winner, I think they'll get some positive results is maybe a better way to say it, that when people go into a sports book and make their baseball bet, their football bet, their hockey bet, their basketball bet, and they look up and there's three minutes to post at Belmont, and in the past they just walk out the door, they go, oh, I watched some horse racing this past year, I know enough to be dangerous, that they may walk to the side of the book where they have the racing form, look at the racing form, and maybe make a bet. Maybe some people would even open up a race account. Uh, and mobile, don't even get me going, on apps is going to be the biggest explosion in this industry where people say, give me an app, <laughs> i got to go in once uh, to sign up for the app, and then from that point on, they can fund it from home, and the sports book is in their fingertips. The apps, watch the growth in sports apps. But I, I do think horse racing uh, will see... Uh, a positive uptick uh, as we move forward because I do think new fans stuck their toe in the water and sampled it and and will play occasionally and I and I think and I've said this forever I you know, listen uh, you go to because the the thing is with with you know uh, when you're talking somebody new you're trying to attract someone new hey uh, give horse racing a chance okay how do you do it. All right. Well, you can educate them on how to bat and everything, but yeah, how are you forming an opinion? I mean, the daily racing forum is just so overloaded with incredible information. But believe me, someone that picks up a daily racing forum and looks at that thing for the first time, you might as well be asking them to go and uh, take a calculus course. I mean, all that information. It can be, you know, it's sensory overload. But the beauty of it is that when you know how to read it and you're going through it all, those hidden nuggets and things that are are tipping points for you to make a decision and find a real nice long shot, they're in there. Good luck to somebody picking up a racing form for the first time to to even know what that thing might be. 
Well, yeah, I mean, again, being brought up in Baltimore, Maryland, two literally minutes from Pimlico Racetrack, obviously we're in horse country. And so for, yeah, you're, you know, you're, you're not going to have to convince me the value of horses. I do think one of the issues with horse racing is, and I think Mike would agree, is that you could be the worst sports better in the world. You could just literally throw darts at the board, and statistically, you're gonna you're gonna win fifty percent of your time, time, and you're gonna lose vig, right? So what happens is there's this emotion, there's this uh, feeding the ego of you know I won a game, I lost a game, I won a game, I lost a game, and what I notice with the horse racing is you know I've given guys horses and I've lost seven races, and then I won one. Yes, I made more money than I lost in the seven races, but I think like mentally. The better is so used to at least fifty percent of the time getting the uh, mental satisfaction of being correct, where uh, you're just used to it. You take it for granted as a horse better that you go into it knowing you're going to lose the majority of your races. But if you, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, that's right. But uh, the funny thing is, though, I mean, if you sat back, and we've had this discussion many, many times. That the, the 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 horse players mentality, even the people that play it, when a horse is six to five, like the charlatan that won the Arkansas Derby, literally. The, the I word, mean, he was the chalk favorite, right? Well, I did a no, video. He, on it, right? he was not the chalk. <laughs> he, he was the you know it's a, he was unbetable, you know. Right. I mean, he exactly. Had to, he right. had to fall down to lose. And in right. fact, from a money management perspective, there was a way to play that race, and that was, and we did it. He had was nope Thursday, uh. This horse was even money on the morning line, and you're looking at it going, that horse is going off one to nine. Well, he went off one to five. He's unbettable. But he was plus 550 to win the Kentucky Derby. And you're like, if he wins this race, he's automatically in the Kentucky Derby. He's got all the points he's going to need. He he's quali- he qualifies for the race. Then there's still the question of getting, you know, being healthy and getting there in September. But the fact remained. Bet the bet that horse Thursday at plus five fifty. If he wins in comfortable fashion, which he, you know, literally it was virtually a guarantee he would, that he would be five to two on Monday for the Kentucky Derby. So that's what we did. I mean, you, you, you bet him on Thursday to win the Kentucky Derby at plus five fifty, and now he's five to two. So got it. Okay, and then there's. The six to five horse, where you're sitting there and you're handicapping, and yes, it's a horse race. Yes, bad things can happen. Bad things could have happened to Charlatan, but in your mind, you're sitting there going, "This horse towers over this field." He, there's an inside speed bias, uh, inside speed bias. He's the only speed horse in the gate. If and there's always an if, but if the horse gets to the lead, you know, in my opinion, he's got to fall down to lose, and he's six to five. And there, there'd be someone to even have that kind of opinion, and, and but they would sit there and go, "I can beat them," you know. But they're the same person that would bet, lay a hundred and ten to win a hundred on a football game minus three. That's a coin flip, all right. The other thing with horse racing is a horse at seven to two or four to one, all right, in a nine, an eight, nine, ten horse field. It's funny the perception you look at it. If the favorite's five to two, and the second choice is three to one, and the fourth choice is four to one, John, right? Third choice in the race, four to one. The perception is, well, he's one of the favorites, right? I mean, kind of chalky. I mean, he was one of the perceived horses, but yeah, but, that is but, true. Think, but think about it. 
and you're sitting there going, I know this horse is better than those two horses. Those two horses are phony, and the horse is four to one. And you go up with confidence, and you bet the thing, and you go, that was easy. Or, yeah, oh, good, I got that one right. Four to one. Think of the difference of making that kind of bet and that opportunity that presents itself when horses are running 30 times a day, right? Right. But you bet a football team catching 10 points on the money line that's 4 to 1 and and people are show, shooting flares in the sky look at me i bet that plus 4 I bet the four to one dog in the football game. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, of course, no, hundred percent. They're yeah, going yeah. nuts. Like I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. Look at me, I'm so smart. And the horse racing, that four to one opportunity sitting well, there a know, dozen times a day. This is the word you hate. Value from a value point of view, in terms of risk versus reward, you can't. Touch sports. Horse racing wins by a long shot. There's so much more value in, in taking a little bit of money and turning it into a lot it's of money. Tooth, toothpicks to lumberyards. And, and, and I'll tell you how, how fleeting it can be. You and I have teamed up twice in the last decades, clowning around, knocking stuff together, and it didn't go well. And you know what? I swear to you, it was bad timing. Because we could do the same, oh, we, we could try the same thing next week. But the work, and all, and all people, of a sudden, you know, the the, the thing that was a, a couple hundred dollar bagel, all of a sudden, the same approach and the same way that we were doing it could bring you back fifteen hundred well, to two thousand dollars. In all fairness, we will. But the, but the off subject for people that are listening, I have the inside eye to see what you do when you bet. Um, the work that goes into that is literally 10 times the amount of work like i don't i believe that the average person that doesn't pay for advice for sports you're going to have a shot to lose juice you're going to have a shot to go 50-50 lose vig at the end of the season bet 100 games win 50 lose 50 have your eight game winning streak have your eight game losing streak and at the end you're doing exactly what the bookmaker wants you're giving them the vig money i don't believe and correct me if i'm wrong that that same that anyone, unless they put the amount of work that you put into it, could literally go fifty fifty on the money for on 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 just breaking even betting horses. I mean, I, I literally watching the way you bet is insane. The amount of work. Now I know you're going to say, "Well, I've been doing it forever. It's second nature." But the new a twenty five year old guy, a thirty year old guy, a forty year old guy that's never bet horses. It, it, that it, it, it wouldn't be work or commitment. It would be. What the hell am I looking at here? What am I reading? What 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 does all this stuff mean? That's the hard part. So let me ask you. I have uh, TVG on right now. And they have this Berg Soccer Swedish Trotters. Like, do you get involved in this Swedish stuff? Like, no. you that stuff? No. They're putting everything on TV. Oh no! I think, well, you could put it. Yeah, you could put it on there. I mean, good luck getting past performances and, and be able to. Uh, Form an opinion. That, so now, here's that's, a, but, here's hey, before I, before I forget, I, I just I, and Mike's been sitting there uh, impatiently. But I just I just I I would like to thank. Well, I know this one do it. When you you hear my dulcet tones, it would put a smile on both your faces. That's not happening. Uh, I would like to thank. Hey, when we talk and converse and commiserate as friends, 
that that might put a smile on your face. I don't know that that necessarily would be the case. But I can tell you this will put a smile on your face. The Bundesliga in Germany is set to become Europe's first major football league to resume playing either May 15th or May 22nd. Fellas, there's my present to you. The there boom, you go. Well, you, you just, yeah, I don't know if you bet actually bet it. I just think you like. Oh, no, 100%, I think you, I just 100%. think you like saying Bundesliga. Oh no no we we listen we we he I know definitely you he he follows it he's into it but I wanted to say one thing real quick about the horse race and then we're going to go to the Bundesliga with you and Mike and all soccer all things soccer which is you have a, a angle a travel angle first time starters coming from Europe playing on uh, not playing running in the United States you, wait, wait. you've given this to me for years yes what, how does that how does this epidemic affect are these these oh. are the opportunities of these yeah. horses flying from Europe to the United oh, States I don't basically think over right now? I don't think it's even going to happen. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. No, and the funny thing, let me give you the – uh, the, there, that is honestly an insane angle. European turf horses uh, in North America for the first time on Lasix and – just generally facing better competition and people around here just thumb their nose at them and, and like the the on average they go off eight ten to one they win for fun and it's, it, it's like they probably they probably win at eight ten to one 60 to 70 percent of the time and that ain't no joke but i'll give you i'll give you a negative travel angle here's one that apps and it was in play over the weekend at oakland park in the biggest money race the oakland park handicap was tacitus who's a terrific horse went to dubai now, the European horses come here and thrive. All these great horses in, in the last decade that take the time to go for the big money races and go over to Dubai or Saudi Arabia for these horses uh, horse races over there, these horses are not the same when they come back. The travel, and Tacitus didn't, you know, Tacitus was Nowheresville. And I know a lot of people love Tacitus this week, and I'm like, he ain't even running in a race as far as I'm concerned because it was his first race back, first race back from Dubai. That one's almost 90%. They don't run the first time back. Got it. Yeah, I mean, regarding we got Belarus soccer tonight. Wednesday's <laughs> always the full card of Nicaraguan soccer. What about Russian and then, ping pong? Uh, yeah, believe it or not, handball, these guys play it. I just can't, like, for me, it's about the people on the payroll that I'm paying. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not a, I deal with guys that are private. I don't deal with guys that go on Twitter. And I see these guys that go on Twitter. You were talking about Twitter. They put out 50 handball matchups a day. Well, of course, you're going to have a good day. And then, like you said, the next day he's bragging that he had, uh, and they're all chalk. Same thing with the eSports. Yeah, I'm still monitoring eSports. I have a guy that does eSports. Very little value on the dog side and who's going to I'm not going to lay $380 on some 25 year old kid I, I will tell playing you, how, on his joystick how about I mean honestly uh, a license to print money and it was cartoon stuff secretariat to win that virtual triple crown derby uh, and far away it was offered at plus $1.20 was like that horse he should have been 1 to 9 in that race we talked about that all week last week yeah, this is a fun little gimmicky thing. There ain't no way in God's green earth Secretariat ain't winning that race. And he was plus a dollar twenty. And then the license to print money is betting William Byron in these virtual NASCAR race. He's dominant. He's just he's he's uh, Mike has a friend that does this. Mike, is this stuff are there real people or are these just computer programs? 
Well, no, the NASCAR's real people. The 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 computer program was the Derby race. But it, oh, okay, but I'm just it. saying the 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 virtual Kentucky Derby. You know, other than they were just create if if there was integrity in it, if they were spitting all the data and all the stuff in there, there was no way Secretary it was losing that race. Right, that's funny. Is your buddy still doing it, Mike? Every night? Yeah, but he does. He, he's doing esports. But those are those are those are those are people playing games against people, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. But like you said, he's doing it in the middle of the night while people are sleeping. Well, it, it is unbelievable. Well, is, is that, but Mike, if you follow this to, to, to any degree, I mean, you, I mean, you talk about packed arenas. I mean, that stuff's nuts. I mean, the, the market that's out there for it, and uh, you know how, how how big a next wave thing it becomes. It's maybe it's already there. I mean, is it is that sustainable? Is the growth there in this esports? I mean, I don't think so. I think for the the majority of every better, it's something that they want to watch, the sport that they could actually play. Games are still games, and it's not really entertaining to watch them. Most people don't even know what they're looking at. It's very high, you know, fast-paced, unless you've actually played the game. And look, I even watch the Madden and the NBA 2K games where it's celebrities playing each other or even professionals. It's just not exciting watching a game. At the end of the day, people want to either watch a real horse run, they want to actually watch soccer, basketball, baseball, football, something they played before, something they could connect to. It's more besides the, the betting side comes from it, from the competitive nature of everybody just wanting their team to win. Then obviously then the betting angle comes into it where you can bet on your team to win. So I don't so- believe that eSports will take over. So just to give you an example, uh, tonight, NBA 2K eSports, that means human beings are playing. Um, the opening lines right now, these games uh, at 4 p.m. in Las Vegas, you can uh, bet the Pacers against the Heat. Pacers are minus 3, minus 115. Uh, you got the Magic at uh, 4 o'clock against the Bucks. Line pick them minus 115. You got the Hornets uh, against the Cavs. Um, Minus two and a half, one fifteen. The Wizards against the Raptors, minus two, one fifteen. This is all bettable stuff, Brian. These are like these you know, are the Sims. The Sims, right. Sims, which to me, how do you even bet on that? I, I can't even. Where's the edge? Well, I, it might be that, or I saw something yesterday where it wasn't one player playing against another player. It was team against team. So the Pacers, it's not actually the Pacers that we know, the real players, it's creative players. Everybody's a different, like every single user is a different player and they put together a team and then they play against five other users. So they're all their individual player that they created. And this is what they had on last night where it was the Warriors versus the Kings. And they basically play like each player sticks to his own person. It's not, you know, the Warriors and it's one user playing against another person it's five on five actual real people sitting in a room kind of like esports but instead of esports being those league of legends they're not doing it esports for nba 2k well and also regarding the nfl you can go on twitch today at uh at uh 12 noon las vegas time in 10 minutes you can bet on the patriots minus eight against the steelers 
on on Madden NFL 20 esports. They're broadcasting it live. You got the Texans and the Saints. Saints are minus six. And I mean, just to show you how creative they are. But again, I just I can't. I'm looking for an edge. I'm dealing with betting syndicates that are moving millions of dollars. Nobody's doing this stuff. So this is simply what I call sports entertainment. It's like world. It's like wrestling. Like if you're going to go bet, the Bills, by the way, are playing today in ten minutes. Bills at the Jets on the ESIM minus one and a half. The total's thirty-eight and a half. If you're dying to bet the Bills, you know, because you need a little action, fine. But I, I just can't see it, Brian. I can't see it. Well, they're a gift. And the Ravens are minus three at the Chargers, uh, Mike. Oh, We're going to lay the three no, with the no, Ravens? No. That sounds like a trap game. No, or the, you know, <laughs> it's interesting to see it. Do these teams already have the updated rosters? Is Diggs on the Bills? Because that makes a big difference if yeah, I'm going to no, bet this one or not. No, I don't believe so. And I, 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 and I think they throw up the... You know, whatever they probably throw up the lineups of, of what they what what they've input into the game uh, would be my belief. But uh, hey, speaking of, uh, by the way, I I, I just I lose, it's amazing. Are you guys losing track of days and time? And it's just I mean I thought yeah yeah NFL schedule May 9th, May 9th, May 9th. I, I don't know that was the day I kept hearing. It, well, it's tomorrow night. It's tomorrow night at uh, eight your time, eight Eastern, five Pacific. Uh, the schedule's coming out and. Uh, I would the, the game of the year, at least as of today, uh, will be Baltimore and Kansas City, and that will be very intriguing. Uh, how many? I mean, I think it's you know, smartly. Mike, saying, why is he bringing that matchup up? I got to hear about that every year. That's like the game that I drove to West Virginia and got crushed on. I got to hear about that. I got to hear about that match. Well, it's the two. It's the two best teams in the league. Nah, and- calm down. You don't know that. You don't know that. Uh-oh. Don't start. Please, don't start. Let's free talk about it. It's a long way off. Brian, can I, can I say, Brian, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, interject, and I'll let you continue, because I just, for the fun of it, didn't hit submit. I went to bet $1,000 on the Ravens minus three on this Madden eSIM in my account, and it limited me to 500 which is surprising. It goes to show you the volume that they're getting on these simulation games because I've gotten $50 limits on live Korean baseball, but I can bet $500 on a Madden NFL 20 game. Back to you guys. <laughs> but, you know, what will be interesting – uh, Mike, though, we'll see some of these marquee matchups. I think the Raiders, uh, and again, we don't know, but I would, I just, I don't see any way the Ra- uh, the Raiders aren't involved on either the opening Thursday, opening Sunday, or opening Monday night game. I, I you know, I think the new stadiums uh, will be will be given the, a big shot here, starting the new season. I think that'll happen. I think we'll see the Ravens on primetime TV three, four times. Uh, but, but no, but, but I mean, on, on the way looking out, I mean, you know, Baltimore, Kansas City, um, that's going to be a great matchup. Well, like I said, I mean, look, these two teams didn't lose much. They were both very, very good all year. Kansas City, prior to Mahomes getting hurt, were a top team, and then you know, they, they actually did fairly well with him out, and then they came back and they were just as good. So they all they did was just add depth. They they addressed their needs in the draft, and they got what they wanted, and uh, both the teams drafted fairly well. Kansas City didn't do as much, but they were so good already, and they didn't lose anybody. 
So I mean, those top, those are the two teams to beat in the AFC. Obviously, Buffalo is up there. I mean, they improved drastically. I'm, I'm busting we'll, your we'll onions. See. KC and Baltimore are the teams to beat in the AFC. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, look. At the end of the day, I would love to just see a season. I want to see Lamar. Um, you know, there's. Been, I know we have a few minutes left in the show, but there's been a lot of talks. I don't know how sustainable it is with Antonio Brown being scooped up by the Ravens on a one-year deal. Obviously, he's probably going to be out the first four to six weeks. Do you want on, any part of that? I think for a year. Honestly, I, I know what a great player he is. I know that. I mean, honestly, this team, the where they're going, uh, the culture they've built, I, I, I somebody's going to do it. Why I just don't know why the Ravens would do it. Well, simply because he's got his cousin and a second year player and they you know, he's been training with Lamar in the off season on Instagram. So look at the end of the day he's from Florida, they're from the same area in Florida. They have that connection. I don't know. Uh, at the end of the day I really don't know if this player has any potential to be a good teammate anymore. We all know he has the talent. I mean he is you know, in his early 30s, so usually you start to taper off as a receiver, especially a speed receiver, but he's such a good route runner that he could definitely still be a very, very good talent on any team. It just can be a good teammate and stay out of trouble. So that's going to be the big question mark. Eric DaCosta, our GM, did not um, rule out that he would not take him, but he also, you know, there's been no actual word that he is going to come here. He did. The only reason it's been like sparked up of late because he went on uh, Antonio Brown went on Snapchat well, and posted a, a jersey of him in a Ravens jersey. I, so. w- I would say this: uh, if the Ravens have, and I'm not saying they're bad, if they if if they had a weakness or something that wasn't this perceived real deep spot. I mean, Marquise Brown, Willie Sneed, Boykin, you're looking at the depth chart from the wide receiver perspective for the Ravens, and and yes, Lamar Jackson can run around and do all these things and all these great plays with his feet, but it is a passing league. Uh, if there is a perceived weakness on this team, it is a wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, we picked, we picked one up in the draft again this year, but again, these are still projects. They're not somebody that could just come in and just be take away your number one corner every single time, take away double coverage. I mean, that would just open up so many holes for Andrews in the middle. As long as he could actually take away two players, I mean, you take away a double coverage for Lamar, Lamar is just going to run wild. So, again, this is all perception, nothing. It wouldn't matter if we got him or not. But if we did, I would take a shot on him, knowing that it's a one-year deal, it's a – small incentive it's not going to hurt your cap and if it works it works and if it doesn't you could always get rid of them so but again we'll see we'll see what happens in the next couple weeks no i mean skill wise the guy's amazing it's just it's it's is does he show up and play football or does he drag a great team down i mean that and that's a fair question real quick just say just just to answer your question mike uh games are played in rookie mode at a quarter length is 15 minutes with a 20-second accelerated clock. There's a 10-minute break at halftime for the sportsbooks to set the second-half lines. Initially, the rosters were out of date, but 
since then, due to the betting, um, due to betting, the change has been put in place for them to be updated preseason lineups, reflecting the preseason lineups. So I guess the the answer to your roster, uh, and they were talking about well, upsets. It, it's like, oh, go ahead, go ahead. They were saying like the Pittsburgh Steelers tight end uh, Vance McDonald cashed it plus one thousand to be the first touchdown score against the Baltimore Ravens on the Madden virtual matchup. The Ravens went to win thirty to twenty four, covering the three. Oh no! I mean, I mean, you are only uh, limited by your creativity. There's individual. Correct. You can have individual player props. Uh, you know, halftime sides, totals, in-game weight. You can it, and it just speaks volumes. That odds, odds makers. I think I got to turn it. I got to turn the sports book off right now. I might uh, get in trouble. These games uh, are starting uh, once odd, the show's over. Odds makers <laughs> can make a number on anything, right? If you, as long as you've got, uh, here's what the playing field is. Here's here are the rules. Here are the here are okay. Here here are the players that are going to be playing. Bam! I mean, you sit down, get to work, put a number on it. Let the market decide. That's the beauty of what it is we do, man. I mean, it's, uh, you know, just think, though, when sports comes back, the people are drooling over all the things we've been talking about. Wait till the real McCoy comes back. It's going to be great. Oh, I mean, exactly. Like I said, I'm 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 expecting NFL with no fans. Uh, the real thing, can we get the Arizona thing? I mean, you're you know, again, if we can get MLB back sooner rather than later, I'm they, you know, it seems that they're saying that there's gonna they they won't cancel the NBA season. But I mean, I think we can all agree that NBA's done. What do you think, Brian? Oh, I don't know, man. The NBA, I think I think the NBA can be done in a uh, you know, like Vegas right here. You got all the. All the opportunities to do it. I, I I know the NHL is going to hold out for a long, long time. I think in some way, shape, or form, they'll find a way to do this. I think, the, I think the losses are too substantial for the NHL. The NBA, maybe at some point they say, eh, let's just we'll take a time. Uh, just so I, you know, the Islanders are minus 150 against the Blue Jackets. The total seven and a half on the simulation. On the sim- you can get in on it. You can bet it. Who are the, the goalies? Game starts in two hours. Who are the goalies? Uh, I got to do a little more work on that. Uh, it sounds like an under to me. Plus Madden hockey. Plus Elvis. Elvis, uh, you know, guess got a new contract. Hey, we're out of time. Guys, have a great week. Join SportsInsiderRadio.com.